Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Cast Haven. You can find out more at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always is Nathan Gully. And Nate, how's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, real good. Real good, actually. He's a proud owner of a mana drain, which I guess we're about to talk about. Yes, I am the proud owner of a mana drain. Uh, I uh, came, I top-aided a uh, Legacy Win a Time Walk event at Bearded Dragon. Uh, it was like 32, 33 people. Um, so, yeah, that was, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Right, we weren't going to record this week because you're going to Gen Con. We decided to squeeze this in so we could get your tournament report up. Um, so with that, let's why don't you just start out by telling us, you know, what deck you played and uh, why you chose it. Yeah. So it's not often that I that I do super well at tournaments, and I'll consider this super well. Um, and I decided to uh, not play Rug this week and uh, instead play uh, Infect, the Zach Koch uh, list of Infect, and with a couple of sideboard changes. So it's basically what what uh, Zach Koch plays, and what was what was your sideboard change? Uh, the sideboard changes were I didn't want to play as many uh, submerges as he had, and so I put in another spell pierce, and I I only played one submerge. I put in a spell pierce, and I had a ooh uh, I think uh, an extra pithing needle. Uh huh. Um, so it was there wasn't a lot of change change overall to the deck. I just didn't think that I really cared that much about uh, someone's green creatures if I was attacking in the air or attacking, uh, uh, you know, with an unblockable creature. Right. So uh, what was that? Five rounds of Swiss. That was uh, six rounds of Swiss, actually. Oh, six rounds of Swiss. Yeah. Great. Uh, so I guess I'll just yeah go over yeah, what, jump I, right in. what happened. Round uh, one. So round one. These are my played, favorite kind of shows. Yeah. Round one, I played uh, Red Black Reanimator, and uh, game one, he reanimated uh, Elishnorn pretty quickly, uh, and so game two, I was like, okay, I'm just going to mull to hate. Like, I'm not going to start this tournament out like without at least going to three games. And so he mulled to five in his second game, and I was able to take him pretty pretty easily, uh, you know, with like a daze, uh, and uh, that, was, that was it for that. Actually, it was a really aggressive daze. Uh, on his thought seize, with nothing else really in my hand aside from like two glistener elves and like some some pump spells, just hoping that maybe he'd wait a turn. And then he unmasked, and he took a a pump spell, and he's like, "I don't have anything else." So basically, so like, he thought seized you, and you dazed it. Yeah, I I dazed it basically for like just to try and like put up this like he's he's obviously gonna take my daze, so I'm like, I'll just do that to to kind of give him the idea that, like, I'm protecting something in my hand. And then he followed right. up with an unmask. So that brings him down to to one card in hand. Because um, he mulled to five. And uh, he unmasks and looks at my hand. It's like Glistener Elf, Glistener Elf, the land that I put down, an Ink Moth Nexus, and an Invigorate. And he was like, I guess I take the Invigorate. Um, and so then I ended up just winning um, off of that <laughs> one. Then the next game, uh, he... 
he he felt like he made a mistake, uh, and I I kind of agree with him. He uh, cast cast a unmask after he entombed uh, to uh, or sorry, yeah, he cast an unmask after he entombed, put Alishnor in the graveyard, and so in response to that, seeing the entomb go to the graveyard, I had the option of playing a uh, spell pierce or um, holding the spell pierce and playing. Uh, a surgical extraction on the Elishnorn, and Elishnorn's the only card that, like, it just flat out automatically beats me. I can actually get through yeah, everything much. else. Like, if you have a Grizzlebrand and I have a Blighted Agent, there's still a pretty good chance I'm winning because your life life gain doesn't mean anything, you know? So, right. so I was like, okay, you know, like, I'll just get rid of that Elishnorn, and he uh, he's like, oh, no. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, I definitely didn't mean to get rid of that in Tomb. You know, he he pitched the entomb for the uh, for his second entomb for a uh, uh, unmask, and he's like, I should have definitely gotten rid of this Grizzlebrand that's stuck in my hand. I was like, oh yeah, definitely. So I ended up taking the third game, um, pretty pretty swiftly after that. Just you know, put a guy down and and ran him out and, and attacked. That was uh, that was pretty uninteractive on both ends. So you know, riding high into the second round. I uh, I go up against Ryan, who's been showing up to Nebulous every now and again uh, for for Legacy. So I saw I found a friendly face, and then immediately had to uh, play him in the second round. Huh. Well, that's how it goes. Yeah. So so Ryan, uh, I did not know was on Storm, uh, and my first game I mold to five, um, and in my second uh, in my mold to five, my fifth card is a Graft Digger's Cage. So I'm like. I'm going to concede, because I'm not supposed to have this in my main deck. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. I thought, was, I thought we'd moved on to some, another game, and I Nope, nope. That. I, I, uh, I had a incorrect main deck, so I uh, scooped and went to the, the next uh, the next game, still not knowing what he's on, so I didn't sign anything, and um, he just stormed me out on, like, turn two. And so that was, that was a pretty fast uh, game and match. Yeah. Uh, so we played one more. And um, he still ended up beating me, but like it was, it was a little bit closer. Um, so I took that, I took that time to just be like, okay, let me just make sure because the sideboard's funky because it's got like three Force of Wills and a Days are in the main, and three Dazes are in the main, but there's not a fourth Days in the deck, but there's a fourth uh, Force of Will in the sideboard. So it just like right. messed me up a little bit, and I thought that uh, you know, I, I just made a mistake of not realizing that like the Flusterstorm is main. And so I put the Flusterstorm into the sideboard, and I didn't look for a Graft Digger's Cage when I was on sideboarding. So I made sure that my, my sideboard was correct for the rest of the day. Um, and so I went into round three at one and one, and I played against uh, this, this other guy, Nate, who was on Enchantress. Um, Nate had almost choked on a chicken wing right before he got, got into the round, so he, uh, he was a little flustered to begin with. Um, it does sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I promise yeah. it wasn't you. He was on yeah. Enchantress, man. You don't play Enchantress. <laughs> no, I don't. But that's only because I don't own Sarah's Sanctums. Yeah, I would uh, play Enchantress. So uh, he uh, ga- game one, he casts uh, Solitary Confinement, but he's got two cards in his hand, and I'm like, okay, you know, that's that is what it is, Solitary Confinement, and so he plays. Um, Sterling Grove, I want to say that card is the one that like lets him search for a card and put it on top of his deck. Yes, other um, enchantments you control have Shroud, and you can sacrifice it to Enlightened Tutor. Yeah, so he went to um, 
go get some enchantment. I forget which one it was. It wasn't important because I had a force of will in my hand at that point. Um, and so he pl he dropped the card from his hand, whatever the f one, you know the card that was still in his hand. I think it was Emrakul. Dropped an Emrakul from his hand, shuffled his deck up, and um, ca tried to cast a card. I just countered it and then slid in and did, you know, like nine infect to him, killed him. Does infect work through solitary confinement? It does not. That... It's damage. So damage okay. is still infect. Damage it... is still damage before it becomes counters. Huh. Same thing with energy field. All those kinds okay. of effects stop infect. So in the next game, um, the next game was even faster. I was able to do eleven infect to him on like turn three. Um, after like you know some some dazing and and uh, spell piercing. Uh, but those were two. That was a two zero. It was very quick, um, and and at that point I was like, hey, uh, I, I by the way I went down with Paul Cox, who actually showed up for a magic event for the for huh. the first time in a very long time. He was on Merfolk. So at this point, Paul and I are both two and one, and we decide to go get food at the place next door to uh, the uh, next door to Bearded Dragon. So we we go in and I tell the waitress, hey, I'm in a little bit of a rush. I've got 20 minutes. I'd like an old fashioned and uh, this this short rib sandwich. Of course. She made the old-fashioned first and then put the short rib sandwich in. So now we're, like, I'm, like, starting to freak out because I'm, like, oh, God, like, I'm going to get the next round's going to happen. So we paid. I told Paul, go make, you know, text me when the next round starts. So the next round started before we got our food. I just told her to put it in a to-go bag and I'll come back for it. So huh. so we get I get to the third round, which is, or fourth round, sorry, which is uh, an infect mirror. Wow. Yeah. There oh, were that's three. A that's an interesting mirror. Yeah, it was actually like I. So I've never played the mirror because I've barely played Infect. But um, the deck, uh, it, there's a lot of little tiny idiosyncrasies in in the Infect mirror that are kind of interesting. So um, one of them is I was on I, I was on the draw up to this point in the day I had been on the draw for all four rounds. Yeah. Not, not where you want to be, honestly. Um, but no, you know, at, at two and one, what am I going to do? Complain. Um, so. I'm playing against this uh, Infect player, uh, Peter, and uh, Peter mulled uh, to six in the first game, and I've got, you know, I'm going to have eight cards against his six, and I'm like, I think I like where I am right now. So um, that that game, he would have gotten me had I not played Vines of Vastwood on one of his creatures. Right, this was a trick I used to love uh, yeah. in the Splinter Twin days in Modern. Yeah, so he went... Where you had vines in your deck and you could counter their Splinter Twin. Oh, it always felt so good. He almost he almost got me, but vines on his on his guy as he invigorated put me at like 7 infect instead of like 11. And then I just swung back in and killed him the next turn. But it was like a really cool back and forth. Uh, I, I really, I really dig the mirror there. It was really, is really interesting to get to get a chance. And Peter's been on the deck for a while, it seems like. So he was playing sort of a uh, a different version because he had sorts of plowshares main. Uh, he was playing savannas. Um, there were some other like, oh, he was playing thing in the ice. There was, he has a spicy, spicy what? list. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he well, because you know, list. thing in the ice berserk is fourteen. Yeah, still good, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a that well, it was a well, really well, interesting well. deck. So I I, uh, I I gotta give him props for his build. It was it was pretty interesting. Um, but I, I ended up winning. Uh, hold on in... a second. I'm, I'm curious about this. So he had Swords of Plowshares. Mm -hmm. He had a Savannah. Yep. And your only removal in your entire deck is two submerges at this point because you cut one. There is a uh, uh, what's it called a dismember in the board. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So you had two submerged in this member, and then he had some amount of swords of plowshares and maybe mm-hmm. submerge. Yep. I was not aw- not worried about his uh, uh, what's called thing in the ice at all, and he may have sided out in the second game, honestly. Um, and in the main pack, jeez. Because like an O four that takes negative one, negative one counters, not great, right? Like, eventually yeah. it's going to die. It's not like that damage gets held onto it. So if he's going to just, no, I'm just sit there and block just, me. That's interesting. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my daughter is asking for something. No worries. Uh, yeah, but, so, uh, yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah. So, so we go into... Uh, so I'm three and one right now. I'm like, oh my god, I can, I can do this. I might, I might make top eight. And I, I go to Paul, I'm like, what's your record? He's like, I'm three and one right now. Holy crap. Paul and I are both three and one. By the way, Paul's on Merfolk, um, and he's playing Smuggler's Copters. So that's what you got. That's what you got to do. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll go back to uh, Smuggler's Copter uh, in a minute because Paul was really happy. Like Paul's gonna start playing Legacy again. That's how happy he is with this deck. Um, so round five, Gerard Fabiano on Sultai Delver. Not happy about this, because I'm like, oh, man, if there's someone that knows how to play a deck, it's this guy, right? Like, yeah, I've been playing Legacy for a while. I'm not going to get in, in, any, uh, you know, I'm not going to get any luck against this this dude. So, uh, it, it goes to three games. First game, uh, I got him with the, with the Infect. Second game, uh, he moles to six and still gets me. Um, and he got me with, uh, Deathrite Shamans, you know, just like yeah. whittled me down with Deathrite Shamans. I got him to seven. In fact, didn't do it. The, the last game, um, now, people are around us now cause we're taking a long time. We're really thinking about our plays. I've got a pithing needle down on a uh, Deathrite Shaman. I've had it the whole game. So he literally just has two squires swinging in at me. <laughs> uh, my life total went from 14, uh, to two in the span of this time. And I've got him at seven infect. So the last turn I draw, uh, I brainstorm. He counters it. I brainstorm again and I get an invigorate that I've been attacking for one, the entire time with an, with an ink moth nexus, just like one, one, one. Meanwhile, he's attacking me for two. So literally, well, technically you're attacking him for two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like we're doing the exact same amount of, of damage to each other's. The clock is the same. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, he's slightly faster than me because I've already done damage to myself and I've been pumping his life total up with, uh, um, what's it called? So he's like taking, you know, he's taking advantage of that. Uh, yeah, with invigorate, he's been taking advantage of that by casting other stuff that's costing him life. So, uh, I I top deck uh, another brainstorm the next turn, uh, and he he had already dazed my last brainstorm, and I'm like, screw it, brainstorm. He's like, that resolves. Okay, cool. I look, I get a um, vines of vastwood, and I'm like. All right, that's enough. Like, I have two mana here. I have one to activate my Nexus. I'm going to go for it. I attack. He's like, yep. I'll go to eight. I'm like, no, I've got Vines of Vastwood. And he had another daze. He let me uh, He let me uh, brainstorm. Uh, and and uh, then I just assumed that, like, he didn't have, have any other counter magic. And he had the daze. So he got me there. Um, he actually told me he had two dazes. So I felt less bad about it. But he ended up... Swinging in for for Squire uh, beatdown, 
and killing oh, me. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So now I was like, ah, uh, there's no way I can make top eight. I'm, I'm three and two. The X and twos. There's going to be two X and twos. I'm probably not going to make it. We go to top, we go to the standings. I'm like 12th. You know, Paul's ninth. I'm like, okay, Paul, like you've got to win this. You've got to win your next round, and you could possibly make it in. Ryan's X and two as well. Um, the guy I played on Storm, so he's like he's angling for for a shot, and he's playing against a, a guy a guy on 12 points. So he basically has to beat this guy. This other dude can't draw in. So I'm like, all right, screw it. So I play against uh, th- this round is a Grixis Delver deck, and I'm not real happy about having to play Grixis Delver, but I have this like trump card in my sideboard. Sullivan Safekeeper. Sweet card. It was re- like, <laughs> man, I- I've never been so happy to see Ole Rade's face. Yeah, was, I mean, it was, it's, a, it's an awesome card. Yeah, what have I been was, telling you for three years? It was, <laughs> I know, it's, it was a pretty amazing card. Um, and so, you know, I'm, uh, I was able to stop this. It was a pretty decisive two games against this guy. Um, and, uh, you know, game one was just like, oh, turn three, I have it, do you? And he was like, no. Uh, tur- and the next one was like, tur- uh, turn four or five, like, each game was, was pretty quick, um, looking at my notes here, yeah, each game was really quick, and there wasn't a whole lot that my opponent was able to do to, like, stop me from, from, from winning, unfortunately, like, in a deck full of removal, like, it didn't, yeah. like, Vines of Vastwood is, is, is the king, and if you're playing against a deck full of removal, um, right. and I often just used it to save my guys, I, I've been, pl- I've been learning to play the deck, a lot more, especially when playing it online, a lot more um, conservatively to try and make sure that I'm not just throwing everything at the wall and seeing like if my opponent has it or not, because often they have it. So uh, I've been a lot more conservative with my attacks. Um, so anyhow, I get I, I get that game, and I'm like, okay, well, let's see what happens. And of course, like I was one of the last matches, uh, except for Paul, and Paul lost his match, and I was like, oh, come on, like, he, he had forgotten to loot with his copters um, a couple of times, and I was just, like, screaming in my head for him to, like, remember to loot. And then uh, it got it got to a point where he had two true names on the board. His opponent had a germ with a jitte and a batter skull, but he was stopping it with true name, and he couldn't attack in. So it was, like, this whole back and forth of, like, what could he do, what could he do? And then we get to... Um, uh, he, he ends up, like, losing to his opponent, like, top-decking yet another card and, like, just going for it. Uh, just with enough like dudes on the board, he was at, like two, and so he had his a... opponents like playing Deathblade. Or yeah, Deathblade. Or... He had a Deathrite Shaman that was like eating all of his stuff. So that's what happened. Is is you know the one nice thing about uh, being a Merfolk deck is you don't have a lot of instants and sorceries in your graveyard. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, his opponent had plenty, so uh, he ended up eating all of his stuff to to uh, kill Paul. Yeah. Um. So we uh. It goes to standings, and Ryan runs up to me, and he goes, we did it! And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, we both made top eight. And I'm like, are you serious? Holy the breakers crap. were good enough. Yeah, I uh, because, you know, I played against, uh, uh, I played Ryan, who who had done pretty well, right? Yeah. Uh, Peter, I was watching his match against Chris, uh, Chris Powell, uh, and Peter won. Um, so another one of my opponents uh, won. And uh, Gerard drew, so he, he he maintained a pretty solid record the entire time. Um, so I ended up making top eight. 
Eighth seed, seventh seed? Eighth seed. Well, there you go. So, um, we go into uh, the top eight, and I'm playing against another guy named Ryan who was on Grixis Delver. And, man, it was... It was three very long, very hard games. Uh, pretty, pretty, uh, I don't know. Uh, it just, it felt, it feels so hard to beat uh, a, like, competent pilot of this deck if you're, if you're Infect. Well, yeah. I mean, they've just got a lot. There's <laughs> so much removal. It's just, like, there's, there's literally, like, I think main deck, there's eight pieces of removal, plus Snapcaster Mage occasionally. Like, I don't think he was running Snapcaster, but, like, it was just so much removal, man. I, I, I really... It was hard. Uh, so the first game... Well, like, Coligan's Command is also just stupidly good because it kills, oh, like, yeah. Nexus. Oh, he, he, he Coligan's Commanded me a, a couple of times. Like, he got my Ink Moth Nexus at the end of turn, like, after I'd done, like, a couple of points to him. Uh, and then killed, that's like, smart a play. Hierarch, you know. Uh, and that, that's how you gotta play into deck. Like, take your one or two Infect points and then kill the guy, you know, like... Uh, and and that's something that like you know you can get you can get the uh, the average player on, but you can't always get like the the really good guys on, right? So right. Um, Ryan gets me in the first game. I I put him to ten life and thought about like I'm gonna attack this guy with a noble hierarch and kill him that way. Um, <laughs> but it, that didn't pan out. Um, so How'd you get him to ten life t- between like uh, thought seize and me attacking. I had three noble hierarchs out at one point, so I was like. I might just kill him this way, you know? Um, so this guy has Thoughtseize and, and he has Delver? Th- yeah, I think so. I think he was playing Thoughtseize. Interesting. Yeah. I might be wrong on that. Um, but I was able to get him down there between... Yeah, I mean, at some point, he, his life total went from 22 to 10. So I I was doing actual damage to him at some, in some way. Oh, yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. That's interesting. If you, did you do you remember seeing a Delver? I definitely saw a Delver. Yeah. Uh, interesting. They had Coligon's command and Thoughtseize and Delver. But, yeah. You know those are all good cards. Yep. So uh, he got me in the first game. Second game, I'm uh, I, I literally think that I can't win here. I'm I, I'm sitting at eleven life and expecting to die the next turn. Uh, he has Pyromancer active with a ton of stuff. I. Um, all I have in my hand is a Viridian Corruptor and a Berserk, and I'm like, there's just no way I win this game. Uh, he's been killing my guys, like, he's killed, like, so many guys that he has no graveyard anymore because of Grim Lavamancer. Huh. And yeah, I'm Grim like, not a card you want to see. <laughs> no, it's, it's really bad, but, you know, like, I had to make him play conservatively against it, um, and he, you know, he had no cards in his graveyard. And he goes to he flipped Delver with uh, with a daze, and and draws it. And then the next turn, I play the Corruptor. Don't kill anything, obviously. And then um, I pass turn, and I see a look on his face like I need I want to kill that Viridian Corruptor just to make sure, you know, kind of thing. Right. And um, and he draws and he plays a Pyromancer and he looks at me for a second, and I, and I'm like, oh, you're gonna daze your Pyromancer and and Gr- and Grim Lavamance my uh, my guy, and he's like. No, it resolves. Okay. So we go to, we, he attacks me, takes me down to 11, and like, he has like a ton of uh, guys on the board, so I'm, I'm assuming I'm dead in a turn. Right. Right. I draw, and it's an Invigorate, and he's got a lot of blockers back. I'm like, ugh. 
All right, it's probably too little too late. Screw it. I'll attack with my Viridian Corruptor. He blocks with Young Pyromancer. Just Young Pyromancer. All right. Uh, I'll Invigorate. He goes, that resolves. I'll Berserk for 11 Infect damage. And he just sits there. And I know the only card in his hand is, is uh, Daze, so... He can't actually put two cards in his graveyard to to kill my guy. Um, well, if Invigorate's resolved, yeah, Invigorate already resolved, right? Like, so he's he's just like, oh no! I'm like, yeah, it's got trample, and and so Gerard Fabiano's looking on. He's you know he's just like face palming because he's just like, oh no! It's like the only thing that could have happened for for this guy to to take this game. Um, and I'm like, I can't believe this is happening right now. I cannot believe that I'm actually going to win this game because I, I had been so oppressed by Grimlovmancer um, that I should have learned a lesson. However, I did not. So I win that yeah, right. Well, I don't know if you really have a choice. I mean, you have to play something. You have to make him do it. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm talking about what what happens next. So we go to, uh, we go to uh, game three, and a dude's visibly upset, like, Definitely, definitely a bit tilted, and I think I would be too. Honestly, like uh, he had the chance to to definitely kill my guy. It's the only way to sa- for me to save myself, and he forgot. He just didn't, you know. And it might have been because I called the play, and he was like, maybe he's trying to trick me or something like that. But I I, I put up a pretty friendly demeanor once I get to a top eight. You know, I'm not like a little. It was a little loose um, from a uh, judging perspective. I hope that uh, yeah. What me calling his play? Yeah. Like, it's interesting because, I mean, I'm just saying, like, there was a time when I, like, once was investigated because they thought someone was intimidating me and they oh. weren't. But, like, you never know how judges see these things. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, a, I, I, you know, I maintained a friendly demeanor the entire time. I wasn't, I definitely wasn't trying to intimidate him. I was literally like, and you'll just shovel on more shit to my plate that I can't deal with, right? Like, I, that's totally what I was thinking. I was like, and you'll kill my guy and that'll definitely be the game for me, you know? Um, so anyhow, we go to the next game. I like my seven. Um, my seven includes uh, Ponder, Ink Moth Nexus, uh, Daze, and a, um, what's it called? And a Pithing Needle. And I'm like, good. Get that Grim Lavamancer. Right? So his turn one, he uh, ponders. Okay. My turn one, I follow up with a Ponder as well. Um, so he goes, he goes, to his turn, and he Gitaxian probes me, and then he Cabal Therapies, naming Pithing Needle. That's a soul read. Ugh. He got to see my hand. It even a oh, that's, soul right, read. that's right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You know, he knew. I was like, <laughs> okay. So that goes to the graveyard, and he passes turn. I play my Ink Moth Nexus. He plays a Grimlovmancer, and you can see where this is going. Grimlovmancer takes takes the game. Uh, I got him up to four infect, but like I could never really stabilize from from the Grimlov Mancer at that point, and uh, that's where my tournament ended. So, I mean, that's a pretty good run. Yeah, I was, see. You I was lose, very you happy. lose to yourself, and then you lose to Gerard, and then you lose to Grimlov Mancer when your deck is all X ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad about where I where I wound up, and like I said, I didn't actually expect to be in the top eight, so it was pure bonus, right? Like, yeah, just getting to Possibly. be. In in the top eight, uh, was 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 an honor, you know, as far as I was concerned, and and the the guys that were in there were 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 you know solid magic players, you know, you had a, 
Michael Grizzino, I want to say Grizzani. Um, the, the guy who's the death and taxes player that I played at EE, I play this guy at every tournament. I, I really should learn his last name, but, uh, right. you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a constant regular at these big events. Um, he was on like a Mardu, uh, Mardu, uh, soldier stompy deck that I think you would have probably really? loved me. This thing? <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can find out. I can talk to him and be like, Hey man, I, I want to see that deck list. But yeah, he made top right. eight. He was one of the other person, people that got knocked out in, in that round. So I got $75 in store credit, went downstairs, burning a hole in my pocket, you know, and I was like, all right, what do we got here? And um, so I, I asked him how much for the, um, for the mana drain, and they said, uh, he's like, he looked at it, he's like, it's 110, it's as low as I can go on it. So I looked at the mana drain, and it was it's pristine, it's a very, very nice condition mana drain, Italian, obviously, um, and uh, I was like, all right, well, you know what, like, I spent... 40 on the tournament, and I can spend another 35 on this and feel like I walked away with something real. Well, that is a real card. Yeah. But most importantly, real top eight. So Bearded Dragons are doing a lot of these tournaments, right? Yeah, like, they're, they're doing, doing a lot of legacy. They, today, which is Sunday, they were doing a uh, vintage event, but I was, I was kind of magicked out. I wanted to take care of some stuff, I, literally tend my own garden, uh, yeah, right. and, and uh, my roof garden, and... Uh, then I have to pack for Gen Con. I got to be ready to, to ship out uh, Tuesday Tuesday morning. Well, you're going out on a high note. So, yeah. what do you think is uh, the deal with Infect then? Yeah, I mean, just think about your matches. Like you played against Grixis Delver twice, Sultan Delver another time. What else did you play against? Uh, Storm, uh, Reanimator, Storm, and uh, what else here? I did another Infect deck. Oh, that's right, the Mirror. Uh, and so Enchantress. you played against. Yeah, two pretty fast combo decks, the Mirror, three Delver decks. Um, there's one more one more that I can't remember. Enchantress. Enchantress. And, you know, one Rogue deck. But yeah. so you got, like, a pretty nice meta. It's not like, you know, the only time, like, my best tournament ever, I didn't face the card Delver of Secrets the entire day. <laughs> Which is kind ridiculous. of funny when you think about it. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, it's it's nice to get that look against like a very competitive meta. So yeah. is there something you would consider? Another pifting needle, maybe that new sorceress spyglass when that comes out to just you know get a read on cards like Grim Lavamancer? Yeah, I mean Grim Lavamancer is one of those cards where I like in in retrospect, I would have liked to have cast Pithy Needle immediately. Right? Like had I known that that guy was going to be playing a uh uh, Grimlovmancer. I was like, what does he bring in one and he's going to draw it again? Come on. Like, it's probably better to put this on Deathrite Shaman so he doesn't get the jump on me, right? But I wanted to wait and see what see what he had. But do you really care about Deathrite Shaman as I, much? I don't really. I don't care about Deathrite Shaman, but it does present a clock and it presents acceleration, which is what I was like, you know, then he'll have more mana to do stuff. My dazes become worthless. You know, hell pierces. <laughs> this is a deck for ground seal, though. I'm big on ground seal. Oh yeah, I thought about ground seal. I mean, a I, well, you bit, have like... no like death right. I wonder if that guy who was playing the white version had uh, rest in peace. I did that until I got a fourth trop. That would be interesting. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, as far as changes to the deck, I don't know. Uh, the sideboard seemed good. I I might change a thing or two in the in the board but i'm not sure what exactly i'll tell you sullivan safekeeper man Whew, that card is ridiculous well um, it's good because does he have zenith he has the viridian corruptor 
So yeah. they built, they built green sun zenith. There's one zenith in the deck, and then there's a uh, one. Uh, it, it's funny that the one ofs are pretty are pretty pretty interesting in this deck. It's like he plays one spell pierce, he plays one verdian corruptor, one green sun zenith, one flusterstorm main, um, three force of will, that, three days. Did that come up during like during your day? Like it's winning a counter war by blowing him out with flusterstorm. You know, I didn't really draw flusterstorm that often. Um, but it was, when I had it, it was like, you, I knew I could do whatever I wanted, you know? Right. There's, there's a, there's a bit of a, you know, like there's times when you just have that card in your hand, you're like, I know I have the trump card, I'm going to win. Um, but yeah, so the, the deck plays one become immense, only two probes. Uh, then I, I think that's the two probes is, is sort of a concession to playing crop rotation and, uh, green sun zenith main. Um, I like crop rotation a lot, man. Like in a, in a deck in, in a uh, like wasteland meta. Do you think crop rotation is better than Teferi's response, or is that also in the deck? Uh, so I didn't play a Teferi's response in the sideboard, which I would have loved to do. Um, and I, as far as my um, other sideboard choices, I played a Crosen Grip. He was playing Dissenter's Deliverance uh, and, and Nature's Claim, and I was playing a Dissenter's Deliverance. Over. Well, it's it cycles, so there's like times when you're just like, ah, I'll, I can do that. I can do this instead. You know, I didn't play the blossoming defenses. Um, let me get a look at my board real fast because my board had had some choices in it that were slightly different than than what he played. Yeah, I see his deck has. Yeah, I like I like the way he has this built. Three days, three force is interesting, but fine probably. Um, he has his wasteland. He's got one crop rotation. Just a lot of those mini that mini sort of uh, approach to toolboxing with the one zenith, one crop rotation. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, I put a Bajuka Bog in my sideboard because if you're playing with crop rotation, you should play Bajuka Bog. Um, or Caracas. Yeah. So, so here's my, here's my board. My board is slightly different than, than his. I played a Bajuka Bog, a Dismember, one Submerge, one Umazawa's Jite, uh, one Surgical Extraction, one Graft Digger's Cage, one Spell Pierce, um, we got here, uh, one, uh, Spell Skite. One Sullivan Safekeeper, one Pithing Needle, uh, one Sullivan Library. I feel like there's way too many cards in my sideboard here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. No, this, this is it. Um, one Force of Will, uh, Nature's Claim, Crotion Grip, and Blue Elemental Blast. Interesting. So you, I'm just trying to figure out this Nature's Claim split with other cards. Uh, okay, so like... the Nature's Claim, obviously good in Infect, right? Because it's one mana, get rid of uh, Enchantment. There's or or an artifact, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you gain four life. Oh, that's right. There's no there's no mana cost restriction on this. I thought it was I thought it was um, natural state and they gain four life for some reason. No, 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 no. Um, so it costs one mana, and that's why. Descender's Deliverance. I think uh, there's an argument for I, for either uh, one of those cards in the deck, but I really like Crossing Grip to just be like absolutely positively. No way, no how, you can't have that thing. Well, the thing about, I mean, right now there's just not a lot of enchantments that you need to worry about, like, in in the metagame. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the, the ones that I see played the most would be, like, Blood Moon, which you have a blue element, you have blue element blast, yeah. you know? And I have a forest. Um, like, I all yeah. I need is a forest. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blood Moon, I guess, would be number one, and then, like, Sneak Attack, but, that's, you know, that's four mana. Um... And uh, then, like, Allurin and Food Chain are the only ones where you'd be like, K 
killing this matters. Yeah, and if I'm losing to Aloran or Food Chain, I probably I probably wasn't gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I can't imagine a situation where playing any of those things is gonna make it you know, like is it, gonna make a difference. If you cast your thing and I haven't killed you yet, you're gonna win. That's like against any deck, you know? He's big on killing artifacts. He's got this main deck, Viridian Corruptor. What's the artifact that you're scared of the most? Uh, I mean, Ensnaring Bridge sucks. <laughs> Ensnaring Bridge is tough. Yeah, yeah right? Like, if you're I just mean, playing Chalice that deck. Um, you know, uh, there, I mean, there's just tons of artifacts that, like, can can be a problem. So you just... It's just nice having knowing that, like, you have an answer if your opponent has something. I mean... Look, look, uh, paying four mana to Green Sun Zenith and get a, uh, what's called off the board, a Chalice on one or two yeah. off the board, um, or three. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they can cast it for three, and then you can't cast your uh, your um, pump spells. So yeah. Chalice isn't great against this deck, but it can be a road bump, you know? I, I boarded them out, and someone told me that was wrong. I said I didn't really think, because, like, Invigorate is the card I'm scared of. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, in truth, like, if you could name, just randomly name a number and and play Chalice, I would I would say three. Like, if you were playing Sanctum Prelate, I would be like, it's three. Well, Invigorate's the scariest card. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, the, the main deck felt good. Two Ponders, two, two Gitaxian Probes. Probe, I often found that I sided out against decks like um, Storm, where I was like, I don't really care what's in his hand, I just want more business. I think, um, pro- yeah, because you're the, I mean, you're the fair deck in that matchup, yeah, right? I- ironically. Uh, yeah, Probe, I sided out a lot of times when I was like, I don't care if my opponent has it or not. Same thing with Enchantress, I sided it out. Um, I sided it out against uh, Reanimator. You know, I always felt like getting that card out of my hand uh, to see what my opponent has and drawing another card, whereas I could just be like, no, I'll just cast a business spell against you, was better. You know, Force of Will, Flusterstorm, uh, you know, uh, I, I really would like to get a Teferi's response because drawing two cards uh, would have been really interesting for a lot of the day, and people are always targeting my uh, my land anyhow, so, like, that could be good. Well, it's just funny because, like, uh, the card seems like such a blowout. I put it in the sideboard of multiple decks, but it's so it's so narrow. Well, I mean, in like, a deck try, where you're actually still... using your lands to win the game, right? Like, yeah. Inkmoth Nexus is going to get targeted at some point. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, drawing two cards, countering the, countering the ability or spell as well. Like, it doesn't just draw you two cards. It counters the spell or ability that's targeting the... The Ink Moth Nexus. So first off, they don't get to kill your guy. Then you draw two cards. It's just like, what a gigantic, insane blowout. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It's just, it's just, I wish I'd been able to pull it off at some point. You know, I'm sure nothing feels better. Sorry for everyone who just might have heard my daughter screaming on the baby monitor. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. Um, well, cool. Yeah. Well, something to stick with then. I think, you know, it's, tempt- it's, it's a tempting deck to get away from. But I think you can manipulate it in so many ways, and plus, just like the threat, like sometimes you just people just lose, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think right now, while while Rug is not in a great place until it beco- goes in a great place, I think I'm going to be on Infect for a while. I mean, I can I obviously pilot it well enough to to do well against some of the better players in in the area. Uh, there's no reason I shouldn't just be really learning the deck well, and, and I think. That that like aha moment for me was when I was when I was in the mirror and was like, "All vines of Astwood, your guy," 
Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, that's good. Well, it's funny. I, I've had a, I just had a similar conversation with one of my friends here. Like, I've been playing Elves online mostly because I own it online and I'm too lazy to change decks. Yeah. And I was and I, <laughs> you know, sorry about this, but I was like I was playing against Infect and it was game one and he had like an Infect guy down and a noble hierarch and I was like, well, I'm just super dead if I you know don't win right now, and I had to take like a crazy line that involved like bouncing my Kyrian Ranger with a um, uh, Wirewood Symbiote so I could replay it, so I could bounce a forest for a second time to like untap my one unsummoning sick creature so that I could natural order and win for like Xaxes. Yeah. So I had this like board with like nine creatures, but only two are attacking and I have no lands. So like, I guess the game is over. He didn't have a uh, force of will. So, um, it's one of it's those little lines where you're like, it's not really intuitive that when you're playing a deck like that, that feel really good yeah. to uh, to play with. And it's, I mean, <laughs> elves is, is very is sort of similar to this, I would say, just because like all your creatures just get eaten alive. You know, like removal is not really something you can play around. Yeah, I mean, you have vines of vastwood, and elves has uh, wirewood symbiote, right? And that's what you got yep. <laughs> to deal with that. Um. And it's just like you have to really like think through. I, 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 I'm big on I'm saying with these kinds of decks. Like if you're used to playing fair magic or you like playing fair magic, just if you can borrow the deck or play it online or whatever it is, like play an unfair deck, and then you really learn a lot about like how to evaluate opening hands and how to sequence and how to like formulate a plan. For sure, I mean, which I think is like important skills. One of the reasons why I did so well against the Delver deck, uh, in uh, I mean, even even playing against Gerard, right, like. Uh, Soltai Delver, uh, Grixis Delver, and Rug Delver are essentially the same deck with some with some obvious choices that that change change how you play the deck. But like knowing how to play against a deck, you know, choosing your enemy deck as it were and playing it is is a great way to become better at the game. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I I don't know. I feel like it's made me a much better player to try decks that are sort of out of my comfort zone and uh, you know decks that I've publicly said I would love to see hurled into the sun like elves now i can't get enough playing online which is kind of funny i don't think i'd ever play it in paper i don't think i could do it i do a lot of talking to myself like all right bounce <laughs> this guy untap that then play this and like that tap these three and then those two untap it's like yeah i, I just i would not be fun to play it in paper <laughs> I, I forget his name off the top of my head but the guy who pl- i played elves against on camera was there yeah. and um paul played him in in i think round four when he lost around five when he lost and he said he was sort of a pleasure to play against because the guy was explaining each thing and playing. He's like playing the deck and like basically like just he's like, I always play it like I'm teaching somebody what's going on because I, one, I don't know if they actually know what I'm doing Two, like I really like this deck and I want people to, you know, I want to uh, get as much action as I can out of it. I just thought it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I, it, it's it's weird, and I, and one of the things with elves specifically that I've and like you can relate to with what you were talking about with having three noble hierarchs and like I'm gonna switch this plan right was like I played I've been playing it I was playing against like Delver I'm like I'm just gonna get in for three a turn you know like he's sitting back he's not playing his guys maybe it was like a post board game yeah. right so I've like boarded in some abrupt some removal like some abrupt decays and you know I'm sort of like just kind of attacking in and like throwing stuff out and then he's spending his cards and mana on force of will or spell pierce or whatever mm-hmm. um 
and I'm just getting in for three, getting in for three, getting in for three. And then like, you know, when he finally runs out of cards, I'm able to, you know, get off a natural order that they just, you know, just scoops to. And then like another, another thing was uh, playing against storm. I was like, I don't think I have a plan. I don't think I can win here. And I like realized, well, I guess I can just Zenith for scavenging news and hope he really needs his graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. And then scavenging news against storm is, is a real card. And, and when you can get it going, uh, it's a real pain in the ass to try and play around it. Uh, as as a dude who played Storm a couple weeks ago and had to deal with a scavenging goose. Very, it's a very powerful card, especially with Gaia's Cradle. It's, it's it's been a it's been an interest. It's been interesting oh, to see God. how that works. Like, yeah, like, I mean, not just in Elves. I did that in Maverick a couple times. Like, just being able to have a scavenging goose and the Gaia's Cradle, just like, yeah, I'm gonna wipe out your grave. You don't realize how much stuff just depends on having stuff in your graveyard, like Cabal Ritual and yeah. Gurmag Angler. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, these creature combo decks are really are really fun and interesting to play, and it's like it's a nice bridge if you're used to playing or enjoy playing fair decks like we tend to do usually, um, but want to dip your toe into something um, that's more of a combo. I think it's you know it it helps make you a better player, and then then you move on to Storm, and it's like you're completely out of your comfort zone, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think yeah if there, there's one thing I can say is that playing a deck that you normally wouldn't play um, definitely at least teaches you how to beat that deck. You know, but don't ever, don't ever listen to anything either of us say about Storm. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to us. I played Lightning Bolt in my Storm deck, so uh, yeah. No, I, well, that's cool. Well, have fun at Gen Con. That should be that should be a good time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of work, but it should be fun. And uh, we're gonna record when we uh, when you get back. We're gonna do a ban list preview. There'll be a ban list update in two weeks. So I I posted on Reddit, um, and you can also find us on Twitter or just. Uh, through Patreon or whatever, there's got to be contact ways for us for just talking about like what should the philosophy of the ban and restricted list be, and we would want we you know more than just like saying why we think they should be banned or what we think should be unbanned. We want to just talk. We want to talk a little about like what's the goal of all this talk. You know, why are we talking about it so much? Yeah. So. Well, congratulations, and I uh, hope you get to put that mana drain to use soon. Oh, I plan on it for sure. I'm actually going to take a vintage deck with me to Gen Con and see if there's like a vintage. I have like a couple hours off every day, so if there's a vintage tournament that like kind of syncs up, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably drop in and play it. I'm pretty sure there's usually vintage at Gen Con. Yeah, I've heard it's guys who like just take a deck out of their garage every year at Gen <laughs> Con, and it's just like land Lotus Juzam. <laughs> yeah, I, I I took I took the vintage deck out to to stretch it out a little bit today, and uh, and was like, man, this is this is so so much fun. This particular deck that I'm playing doesn't have a mana drain in it though, so I'm, I'm probably gonna build one that has a mana drain in it. Yeah, well, you only need one at this point in vintage. It's tough tough sledding for the mana drain decks. Yeah. Well, with that, have a good night. All right, man, have a good one. Thanks, everybody. Where does he get those wonderful toys?